SAFM. And uh, welcome to Joe Betendach, who's an archaeologist and founder of Past Experiences. Hello, Joe. Hello. Joe, hi. How are you? Sorry, bad, bad line for a minute. <laughs> yes. Where do we find you this morning? Uh, so actually, today I'm at home. Um, I'm finishing my master's, so I'm trying to get that in the next two days. Oh, okay. So how did past experiences come about? Um, well, it started about five years ago. Um, I did my archaeology honors, and I um, wanted to do something with archaeological tours, and just some sort of fell into doing inner-city tours, and I sometimes think that you fall into the things you love yes um and then from there on we started doing city tours and it's become sort of my greatest passion and i always say that it's not a it's not a job it's an obsession <laughs> that means you really do love what you do yeah i really do love Joburg. <laughs> what is it about johannesburg that you can tell us that we've never heard of and the things that lie i've always been interested in what lies beneath johannesburg I mean, I think that, you know, our aim as a company and, and what I think is, is sort of what maybe has got me hooked is that, we, you know, we don't use um, tour buses. So we get people um, onto the streets walking mm-hmm. um, and using public transport. And I think that's what, has, uh, that's what people need to see is the real Johannesburg. You know, I think a lot of locals and, and internationally as well, people are very negative about the Johannesburg inner city. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but actually, it's got so much to offer, and I think one of the best things about it is its people. Uh, you know, yes, there's crime and there's bad people, but the majority of people in the inner city are these wonderful people who are trying to make a life for themselves mm. from all over Africa and South Africa. Mm. And with us, that's what you meet. You meet these people, you meet the communities, um, and hopefully you see the real Joburg. I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, and there's so many communities that are, are forming daily since 1994 that's taken a different face altogether. And, and, and of course, uh, the culture is, is becoming richer and because people share, you know, from food to, to music to just lifestyle. Uh, if you compare it to before, before you started or when you started and now, how much has changed? And what's, what's, if you could give it a, a personality, uh, the kind of personality that Johannesburg has become? You know, I think we've been doing this five years, and um, I'm, I'm only 30, so I don't have a memory of Joburg. You know, I think a lot of people have this memory of Joburg uh, pre-1994 and uh, maybe in the 80s, and, and I don't have that memory. And mm, um, mm. I think maybe that's a good thing often. I, I have, I've just seen Joburg as it is today, mm. but in the last five years, it has changed so much, and for the better. I mean, you know, um, when I started doing tours of Bramfontein five years ago, it wasn't that much to actually show in a way mm-hmm. um, I mean there was history and, and there was something but now it's just you know if you I don't know if everyone's been to Bramfontein but it's got this fantastic market and uh, it's got some great coffee shops and then mixed in with the older history that really creates a fantastic two-hour tour mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I read Joburg really has changed um, and then it's changed with as I said with all these people coming into the city from all over so it's you can basically visit Johannesburg and it's like visiting the whole of Africa, but you just need a few hours, <laughs> which, you know, it's the food and it's the culture and it's the music. Um, and it's, I mean, it's great. So um, I, I, I remember old Joburg because I'm much older than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember lots of Soweto too. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I found that Hillbro especially was one of the first uh, uh, parts of Johannesburg to to 
to to get a mixture of people from all over the world and i think it's spread now as you say bramfontein in a city has has totally changed as far as i'm concerned um what again i'm looking for that person the the personality that that johannesburg has become in the last five years you say it was exactly the same and just more people but i, I think if 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 some if you had to encourage someone to come on on this tour to find uh, to 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 find out more about inner city of johannesburg how would you sell it to them i think that um personally i mean if, if you're going to sell joburg i think that now um you know we get a lot of support from people like karting tourism and sa tourism and uh, they are really seeing the beauty and, and the good in joburg and <clears throat> i think that they are really trying to sell it as a gritty inner city uh, multicultural african city mm. and i think that's what it is i don't think it should be i think in the past unfortunately we were sort of maybe seen as a place where you could go 45 minutes and see some animals and i don't think that's what we should be marketing ourselves that mm. we should be marketing joburg as this fantastic gritty uh you know populated people from the whole of africa people from south africa a lot of street art and graffiti uh, um, a lot of a lot of culture mm. um, and i think that that is is what joburg is now and that's what it's being marketed as and it's so exciting i think for the first time it's really happening Joe, I want us to take a little break uh, and come back to talk to you again because I want to talk about the individual tours of different places you go to. Okay, so please stay on the line for us. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest is Joe Basinger, who specialises in walking tours of inner city Joburg and Soweto. Joe, you've got quite a few of these of these uh, tours happening. I'm interested in the Mandela's Joburg tour. So the idea behind that, you know, everybody, uh, I find a lot of uh, international visitors that we have, you know, they all go to Robben Island and they go to Cape Town and they have this, you know, this need to learn about Mandela, which I think is great because mm -hmm. it's a fantastic site and mm -hmm. Cape Town's a fantastic city. Mm -hmm. But I always say basically everything Mandela did to get into jail, uh, not everything, but a lot mm -hmm. of what he did was done in Joburg. Mm -hmm. And he's got this fantastic history, you know, uh, in both Alex and Soweto and the Joburg inner city. Um, and, I, and I think that that needs to be publicized. So our tour, um, you know, this tour can be anything from a few hours to a day. If it's a few hours and it's just a, a, just a walking tour, and it focuses on uh, Mandela's time in Johannesburg, and partic particularly sort of from about 1952 mm -hmm. uh, to about 1964. Um, and it looks at what he was doing in Joburg, um, it takes you on a walk through a community that what I think is so great is they still remember him. He's not just this icon, he's actually a person. Mm. And we take them through Ferreira's Dorp and they meet shop owners and they go and see a chair that Mandela sat in and had lunch with a local shopkeeper. Oh. And um, we oh. go to his office, his law office that he had with Oliver Tambo. We oh. go past uh, Latuli House, which obviously came later, but the idea of talking about Albert Latuli is included. Mm -hmm. And then we also look at Walter Sisulu and um, Albertina, Ahmed Kathrada. So it doesn't only look at Mandela, it looks mm. at a lot of other people that worked with them at that time. Now, every city around the world, well, no, not every, but a lot of cities around the world have a Chinatown. So, Johannesburg is quite unique because we actually have two. Oh. Uh, so, the one is, you know, the Cyril Dean Chinatown that I'm sure a lot of people know, which is such a great place to visit. But the tour that we actually do is not that Chinatown, it's the original Chinatown, which is down the western um, edge of, uh, uh, of Commissioner Street. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. it's a much smaller Chinatown, but it's the original Chinatown that has this fantastic history dating from the early 1900s. And um, we take you into a shop there, we look at public art, um, 
it's just it's it's not a, it's quite a short tour, but it's really lovely, and then you can end with a meal in the area. The kitchen tour. <laughs> <laughs> so this one I was do- I was out doing yesterday in the rain. Oh, I'm quite fine. Um, this one looks at sort of the older Joburg history because we find a lot of people um, are interested in the early mining history, and people don't realise that there was mining right in the Johannesburg inner city. And so we actually look at the starting of Johannesburg as a little town, gold mm. being discovered, mm. uh, the gold mining industry in Joburg in general. Uh, this one also focuses quite a bit on the architecture, both Art Deco and uh, the sort of earlier architecture. And then we look at the area today because it's had quite an interesting regeneration project done on it. So we look at what's happening now. And of course you can't do that without uh, also talking about migrant labor. Exactly. And I think it's... It's funny, you know, we, I do a lot of school tours and a lot of kids don't realize what migrant labor was. And I always think it's interesting because their families were probably involved in migrant labor. Mm. And I always say everyone came to Joburg for business originally and maybe even now. So, um, you know, we look at these early, particularly the compound workers, which is still a, you know, it's something, a tradition you get in Joburg. The compounds, how the compounds worked how migrant labor, where they came from, why they came. Um, and I suppose just sort of tell people who maybe don't know the story, uh, a bit of a forgotten story. And of course, that's how townships were, were born exactly. too, you know, uh, and which makes it a lot more interesting than to even go to Soweto and just find out, mm. you know, how people lived. Exactly. Wonderful. Now, how do people get hold of you? Um, do you lead all your tours, by the way? Uh, no, I've got, uh, I've got a wonderful guide called Bongani. Mm-hmm. And then another guy called Charmaine. Um, and uh, so there's, we do a number of different tours and we just you know, take turns doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have favorites, though, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can get hold of us on our website if you want more info on the tours. Which is, which is? Uh, www.pastexperiences.co.za okay. and that's the name of the company is Past Experiences and we're very active on social networking so you can also check out Facebook, Twitter and Instagram where we are Past Experiences also on Twitter, Past Experiences yeah, also Past Experiences Okay. and then on the, probably the best way is obviously the, is to email us and it's past.experiences at hotmail.com past experiences at hotmail.com well I wish you all the best thank with you. your thesis oh thank you <laughs> and, and learn as much as you can then share it with us eh? <laughs> all the best Joe thank you so much bye you take care bye bye that's past experiences and they're on network, social networks website and of course past.experiences at hotmail.com is how you find those tours and they're very very interesting and many more than we spoke about and I think it's it's just lovely to learn more about the city that you live in and it would be a great I suppose uh, exercise for companies to you know uh, to take their employees and, and school uh, to take their pupils on, on these tours. So, well done to Joe. When we come back, we're talking about the Community Creative District and we speak with Kolesile Theo Ndendwa after this. But firstly, we'll talk to Natalie Germanos. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, Arts Township International has just launched a Community Creative District in Guguletu which I didn't attend. It was on the 29th and 30th of November. But I, I just thought we'd find out more. And joining me now, Kolesile Theo Ndendwa is the founding director of the Community Creative District. Hello, Kolesile. 
I'm good, thank you. And you? Um, thank you, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for taking time out to talk to us. No, it's a pleasure. Now, what is Township, Arts Township International? Um, Arts Township International is a, is a partner and umbrella organization of um, different social enterprises that are in the arts. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, it partners with uh, Maboneng Township Arts Experience, mm-hmm. with Ikapa Dance Theater, Okay. Uh, and on point uh, dance studio which is located in loop street mm-hmm. and um um Buntuzim, which is a, a media company Buntuzim. Buntuzim, yes okay. which is a film media company uh-huh. and, and all of these companies come together really to create an, an economy through the arts using community working with the community and training and um you know uh, community development basically it sounds like an amazing idea i don't know why n- nobody thought of it a long time ago now i've been asked to imagine this township street that's vibrant and and homes open just just paint this picture for us okay so this is uh the the community creative district yes. what happens is in kukulet for instance we're working in kukuletu in kayam nandi we have a kayam nandi creative district mm-hmm. and the soweto creative uh, industries mm-hmm. and what what happens is we have an annual festival and then we have um, the community also working on an ongoing and full-time everyday basis. And you come to the community and we work with homes and families. Mm-hmm. So they turn their homes either into galleries where artists can exhibit their work mm-hmm. and um, also into innovations where different types of innovation experiences could be showcased and seen from a home. And also the other one is the is the history and the the museum homes of the community. So all of this is a is a tourism um, uh, product where people could come and then experience art, seeing artwork, seeing uh, history in people's homes where they are also contributing to the community and they con- contributing to the homes and they pay to get in into the homes and the homes work as a cluster and as a um, as a collective mm, mm. And, and so they work together and the homeowners are gallery owners or they are museum owners because that's their home mm. and that also contributes to their livelihood oh Colisilla, i can imagine the stories that come out of there no it, it's absolutely amazing just to hear the stories of for instance of kayam nandi you know um we're working with Imbadu, an organization called Imbadu, and they're researching history of Kayam Nandi. And, you know, they're talking to all the old people and mm. all the people in Kayam Nandi and getting those stories. And, and you know, unfortunately, if we don't get these stories now and get out there to the communities, they mm. actually just going to disappear. I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you talk because I can imagine that none of these stories, as you say, have been told, but how important it will be to document our own history. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and this is exactly what we're also looking at through the arts is the performance history because all of these townships, so-called townships and communities, they have amazing rich histories of artists that are come from who come from those communities some of them you know we don't even know their work for instance i'm a ballet dancer from Guguledu, but you know i'm sure there's a few people who've seen me in my community actually <laughs> doing ballet of you course know? of course and, and so i i just think that this is also to showcase that and we i mean in Guguledu, in the in the two-day festival that we had we had all sorts of performances we had the war horse who came to 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 the festival there mm-hmm. uh, we had uh you know companies like jazz art ikapa dance theater um you know um different organizations who came to perform and uh, they would never, you know, the community would never have experienced that in their own ground. Hmm, hmm. 
So, um, how does one become a member of this collective, if you like? How does one who's listening now, sitting in um, Limpopo, yes. who wants to do the same thing, how do they reach out to ATI? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's true. You can uh, find us on www.arttownship.com and you either email CEO at arttownship.com or CPO at arttownship.com. Arttownship? Arttownship.com, yes. Township.com. Yes. And what would they have to do to organize themselves? Or do you then take a blueprint and say, this is how we do it? Uh, because a lot of neighbors don't even talk to each other anymore. This is a wonderful community building, uh, you know, um, a project, if you like. Yes. Yes. No, no. I think that's a great question as well. Uh, for instance, in Stellenbosch, we are approached by a company called Seed. Uh, through the municipality of Stellenbosch who wanted to set up something uh, in the community. Mm. And, you know, we were responsible just to really bring people together and sort of uh, give them the overall vision. But then we work with what they have and what they, you know, what they have within the community. So we would uh, be facilitating and consulting, if you like, but actually this is a community-owned initiative. Mm. You know, the community... Um, they, they decide that, you know, this is where these homes are going to be art for art or innovation. And this is what, you know, we're going to share the, the, the tour guides. You know, the, some of the children from the homes become, you know, uh, uh, car guards, tour guides, mm. uh, you know. And so the community actually really owns the product because eventually, you know, the, the income that is made and generated from from the whole commu- um, community creative district actually then is shared and split with the homes that are involved and, and everybody that is involved. So it's a matter of, you know, contacting us and then we come and then we sort of, also it, it's important to be, the area is important. You know, we want to be in a place where there's schools, there's libraries, there's crashes, you know, there are homes. Mm. So that we, we, again, you know, as you were saying about, you know, neighbors and, and people in the community sort of having a sense of togetherness. Mm. And, mm. And, 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 you know, the space is important. And I think we undervalue our spaces in communities, you know, and, you know, a, a field doesn't just have to be a field, you know. Um, it could be an, an amazing uh, a place where, you know, communities showcases what they actually produce and this is one of the other um, angles that you know we feel strongly about that the community community gardens and that sort of thing absolutely absolutely mm. you know and, and 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 those spaces can be activated in an amazing way on an ongoing way in langa there are 10 homes that are a permanent gallery you know they are open nine um till four every day you could you phone and you go there and you see the artwork and you interact with the homeowners, with the with the families and the community, you know, and that's a wonderful way to again just get people really um, um, started. Yes. But now, Colisil, and I love what you're saying about these permanent galleries because my other question was, what happens when you leave? What happens? Um, you know, after your your launch, for instance, do you go back every year for another two-day festival, or does life continue, uh, or do people continue to do what you started? Yes, no, absolutely. No, it, it, it's about continuation, you know, and sustainability. So the people definitely, they continue. Uh, in the annual festival, for instance, you know, in Kukuletu, it's in November, in Kayamnan, it's in October, and in Soweto, in September, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's permanent, and we all know that we are working towards that, you know, that two-day um, festival in the year. But also, for instance, mothers are starting to create, 
you know, things that, and they have been doing it, you know, uh, one lady creates, um, um, you know, she beads and she, you know, they, they make jewelry and they, they, they do all sorts of things that they can actually sell when the festival comes, but also on an everyday basis. Kula said, I'm going to pl- make a plea. Can you please go to, to Soweto by the sea? You know, there's, there's a Soweto by the sea in, 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 in Port Elizabeth. The Eastern Cape would, would work so well with this, with this concept. And I think because they, they, they need, they need to be working and doing something for themselves as, co- as communities. And I think they're very creative. But I, I think, I think also reaching out to the Eastern Cape, now that you exist in the Western Cape, you exist in, in Gauteng, I, I think your next step when you can, please do go to, um, to, to the Eastern Cape because, and I, I just love the f- idea of a Soweto by the sea, you know. <laughs> It sounds, it sounds amazing. And I know. <laughs> so what to buy the sea? And, you know, I, I've been there and it, it is, it, it's an informal settlement, but it's an organized informal settlement, if you right. like. So, you know, and I, I think, and they're quite creative. I mean, that's the first time I saw a, an informal, formal settlement with a double story, a corrugated iron double story. Wow. And it was yeah. standing very strong, yeah. you know, and, and I, that, that is itself is, is a work of art, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So then, you know, that's, you know, it would be under innovation to us as well, you know, and, and that's, we want to expand and we would love to go to the, to the Eastern Cape and also more the rural community as mm-hmm. well. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, mm-hmm. there's definitely more need there as well. So now, how can we help you get this project going? Can anybody else help you? I'm not too sure how big your team is, but I, I think it, it would be an amazing start to 2015 for people to start organizing themselves. Right. You know, talking to you, obviously, because I think you, 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 you can give, give leadership. But, you know, so that we don't wait for you to get to the Eastern Cape, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so people can independently start growing this idea, a uh, community creative district from now. Yes, yes. I mean, so there's different ways where, you know, uh, but we really encourage that people actually um, work together and they come up, you know, with the ideas and mm. can help and guide. Mm. And at the same time, you know, I, I think the ownership is, is, is very important. And once people own, uh, you know, one, once they own the activity or, or, you know, the project, actually then we can, you know, we don't have to be there. You know, we can just be there to assist. But I think that's the whole uh, purpose. So we are working on a... Um, on an online sort of where we connect these different mm-hmm. communities because we are mm-hmm. working on a sister township, uh, sister community uh, through actually being, you know, communities interacting each other on a sort of like an e-platform where, you know, we are able to learn and exchange. And so, for instance, Soweto is uh, partnered with mm-hmm. uh, Kayam Nandi mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and Langa is partnered with Alexandra, where Suwenwenya is from, from and started the Maboneng Township experience there. So, and they, you know, the oldest townships also in both provinces. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking to expand more. So, you know, any any sort of uh, support, you know, we need volunteers, you know, we need people who have skills. We actually then could work with the community and advise in, in in a way that is contributing, you know, to the cause as well. So I think that also just in terms of being able to to help the, the families and the communities around in sort of an, an, an enterprise development sort of mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. because that's really what 
you know, this is about income generation. You know, we're not necessarily looking for donations. Yes, yes. You know, to, to be funded through this, but it's actually to set up people so that they can actually fish for themselves. Now, Kolisile, how do we how do we support the the existing spaces? I mean, you said there were there were permanent galleries and other businesses in yes. in those areas. How does one find them? Because one would want to make a direct um, kind of connection with them. Yes, yes. So if you uh, if you are on the Arts Township website, uh, there are also the different. Um, uh, a website and links to directly, uh-huh. you know, for instance, the galleries, they would be under Maboneng because that's visual art. Mm-hmm. And you can go into Maboneng and you go straight into find the Langa Township if okay. that's where you are close to. Okay. You know, or, or, or then you will find the one in Soweto or Alexandra. And, you know, so, but also with these spaces, we try to, you know, all of the different training organizations like Ikapa Dance that's training children in dance and making dance theater production is basically then immersed in the community where it's part of the training happens every day, part of the creative district. Mm. You know, so that's... Kulisila, I, I, I really, do you know, I, I've got such big dreams for what you're doing because I, I think, okay. I, I think, um, Things that like the 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 Brazilian um, samba, uh, the carnival, yes. I think started in a very similar fashion, and is owned by the communities from the the uh, the co- costumes they wear and the the floats that they do. It's, it's, it all happens throughout the year and is presented in February when this huge tourist attraction happens. Yes. So hopefully one of these days that becomes what you're doing now kind of mobilizes that sort of um, um, economy feed, if you like. Yes, yes. No, thank you. And, and, you know, I was in New Orleans. I was um, one of the young African leaders that went in the Mandela Washington Fellowship. And mm-hmm. I was in New Orleans and there they have these amazing carnivals and these, oh, yeah. you know, and, oh, and, and yeah. so, but I just really saw how also the community creative district concept could really work there, you know, because Fantastic. there are areas, um, you know, tourism is booming and especially in a place called the Ninth Ward mm. that was underwater when Katrina happened. Mm. And what I was saying, you know, to, to New Orleans there is that tourism is growing, but the community doesn't benefit. Because, you know, the tourists come and then they take photographs just in the way that some township tours can be. Mm. And, you know, that's really not helping anybody. They're not even helping the tourists, you know, by actually just, you know, not including them. And and actually, so, you know, we're looking at actually setting up a creative district in New Orleans that is partnered with, you know, maybe somewhere like KZN, because already New Orleans and KZN have a relationship and they look similar. Colisilo, you and I could talk for hours because I, I love what you're doing, and we still need another conversation about that pirouette that you do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> promise that uh, we'll talk again. Yes, thank you. That would be great. And all the best. Oh, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh my goodness, wonderful young man, Colisilo Theo Ndindwa, and it's Arts Township. Uh, find them on on online. It's now time for our children's story.